Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. The thing that I always keep going back to is when you're an entrepreneur, you're sort of inventing everything for the first time. And we like to say that, you know, we go to the University of Google and YouTube and teaching ourselves how to do all of these things that we didn't expect to have to be experts in. And so finding a way, at least this is what I do, being able to congratulate yourself for the continuing searching I think is just enormously helpful because if you wait until you have achieved competency in everything you need to in marketing and sales in you know all of the aspects of running a business it's just exhausting. So congratulating yourself on the journey I think is is a really helpful move. Hi, this is Henico. I'm so glad you took the time to stop by today. In Jamaican parlance, wagwan. Me glad to say adayo. This episode is sponsored by HennekeWatkinsPorter.com as well as the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Now on HennekeWatkinsPorter.com, you can visit us for blogs, resources, books, online podcast courses, podcasts, and more. If you are new to the Entrepreneur New Podcast, be sure to check out past episodes with guests such as John Lee Dumas, Patrice Washington, Seth Godin, Richard Branson, Amy Porterfield, and a host of other game changers. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, here's today's episode. We felt so lonely in the crowd and now we feel so connected in isolation. Rishikesh Agni Hotri. Greetings, my peak performer, and welcome to episode 174 of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. I'm Henico Watkiss Porto. Today's episode is with Julie Schechter. And now, Julie is a Harvard law graduate and relationship wellness expert focused focusing on loneliness, millennial isolation, and how we can foster strong, long-distance connections with our networks. She's also the founder and CEO of Small Packages, a curated care package company that sends love when you cannot be there in person. Julie's work and opinions have been featured in numerous international publications, including The Every Girl and Elite Daily. Julie was also awarded a Visionary Woman grant by Shark Tank's Barbara uh, Cochran. I'm looking forward to our conversation on entrepreneurial water muscle and reflections and takeaway from quarantine. Welcome, Julie. 
Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Before we begin, have you ever been to Jamaica? I have not. It's on my list. Okay, please. And after this whole pandemic is over, please make sure that you make it a reality, okay? (laughs) I would love to. Okay, so let's talk about the entrepreneurial water muscle first, because we're going to also talk a little bit about reflections from the quarantine. When you talk about the entrepreneurial water muscle, what are you talking about? So what I mean by that is the idea that when you're in a quote unquote regular career, you know, a profession that's been around that you can for you have these markers along the path and you sort of walk along and you continue to get better and better and it's this um, this virtuous cycle <laughs> that leads to you know you feeling like you're really accumulating a lot of proficiency makes you feel great entrepreneurship on the other hand is this act of you know kind of running up to the edge of the cliff and diving into the water you know, sort of diving for pearls. And sometimes you come up with a handful of wonderful things and sometimes you come up empty. And no matter what happens, you have to kind of have that muscle where you pull yourself back up out of the water and you run back to the top of the cliff again and you do it again. So building up that muscle is is the thing that really kind of helps you keep going. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about when you go down, dig deep and you find you come up with nothing. Um, let's talk a little about that. What are some of the strategies that, you know, we can use to mitigate against depression, frustration and all of these things that will likely happen when you're not getting the results that you're going after? Yeah. So the thing that I always keep going back to is, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you're sort of inventing everything for the first time. And we like to say that, you know, we go to the University of Google and YouTube and teaching ourselves how to do all of these things that we didn't expect to have to be experts in. And so finding a way, at least this is what I do, to try to find, um, you know, being able to congratulate yourself for the continuing searching, I think is just enormously helpful because if you wait until you have achieved competency in everything you need to in marketing and sales in all of the aspects of running a business, it's just exhausting, right? So congratulating yourself on the journey, I think is, is a really helpful move. Mm -hmm. And talk about congratulating yourself on the journey. Like talk to me a little more about celebrating your wins too, because sometimes we are just on this treadmill and we're going, um, and, and we're getting somewhere sometimes, uh, but we don't sometimes stop to celebrate. Talk about, you know, the importance of celebrating the small wins. I think one thing that's really helpful about that is keeping a journal of what you do every day. Because as you say, you know, we're on this treadmill, we go in one direction, that doesn't work. We go in another direction. And it's really easy at the end of the week, at the end of the month to feel like we look back at what we've done and we've only taken two steps forward when we feel like we should have taken 10. But when you're actually keeping some sort of account of what you've been spending your time on, you're able to go back and see like, all right, well, I tried all these other avenues and they didn't work that really actually means I'm crossing things off the list, right? Like we're only one good idea away from success most of the time. And so being able to celebrate the fact that you're looking back and seeing that you have come so far is just, it's so crucial. 
And on your own entrepreneurial journey, Julie, what are some of the high points and the low points that you have personally experienced? Hmm. Well, you know, the the low points, I think, are what we were just talking about, right? Sort of not feeling like you are making fast enough progress, like you're kind of feeling like you're caught in that quicksand of not seeing the progress. But the high points are every time the thing that you've been working on in secret <laughs> in your room, you know, finally is available for public consumption. So I remember, you know, when the small packages website finally went up for public uh, consumption in uh, December of 2018, it was it was a huge, huge moment for me because we are putting, you know, one foot in front of the other this whole time. But then someone comes along who hasn't seen the, you know, snail pace journey. And they're usually amazed at what you've been able to accomplish. So if you could give a piece of advice to any person wanting to enter entrepreneurship, what would that be? I think it would be to cultivate what I like to call your personal board of directors, which is kind of a silly term. But what I mean by that is just like every company has a board of directors, having folks that you can turn to for advice that don't have an agenda for you. So sometimes it's family members and sometimes it's good friends or other people who have kind of walked a similar path as you have. Um, But somebody that you can go to and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. I'd like to sort of talk this out with you and hear what your thoughts are. If it's these four or five people that you've already pre-vetted as being, you know, a really intelligent sound kind of Greek chorus for your life, you can just go to them and not have all of the noise that comes from asking everybody in your life and in your network what they think, you know, because a lot of the time that's it's just too, too much noise and, and not enough signal for you to be able to make a, an intelligent decision. Your visionary woman grant. I want to hear a little about that. How did that come about and why did you get it? Uh, so that was that was a, a wonderful thing. So Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran paired with an organization called I Fund Women to give some female um, executives grants based on you know what we were up to in our businesses and small packages main goal is we're working on curing the loneliness epidemic. Um, Millennials are now the loneliest generation. We have something like over 30% of people in that category reporting feelings of like really extreme isolation. So what we're trying to do is just make it so much easier for people to recognize occasions that are happening in each other's lives with the sort of you know, frag of after we are, you know, taking care of our career and family responsibilities. So that's what the award was for, which is the, the social mission behind the company that we're building. Oh, nice. And so what is causing all this millennial loneliness and this isolation? Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it sort of comes from the fact that we are one of the first generations that moved Uh, pretty far from our communities of origin and then didn't go back. So people before us have moved away for, you know, attending college or graduate school. Uh, But we did that and then 
we stayed mostly or we moved for partners, um, you know, we moved for jobs. And so it's very, very normal for people in this sort of age set to be from one side of the country and live in another or to have sort of picked up social groups um, when going to graduate school or all around the country. And so you kind of find yourself in this position where you're often raising a young family or occupying a really, really demanding career, and you're not anywhere near the social network that we always used to have to keep us kind of safe and grounded. And so couple that with, you know, demanding jobs and, you know, just being a modern human being, it, it's exhausting. It's lonely. Mm-hmm. And so how do you mitigate against that? So what we're trying to do is make it a lot easier for people to turn the very minimal time they have into tangible physical connection. So we are doing that in two ways. The first way is um, through curated care packages something that, you know, my friends and I always used to do for each other. And there wasn't really a solution for that on the market. So these like very tailored gifts, whether they're for something happy, like a birthday or a new baby or something not so great, like a a divorce or, you know, a death in the family. You know, we often want to reach out when something like that happens to someone who's in our life, but then we get distracted and it goes on the to-do list and you don't actually end up recognizing it and showing up in the way that you wanted to. So that's the first thing we're doing and that's live now. And then the second thing that we're actually building um, is a way of having people be able to keep track of, you know, birthdays and other important dates in their lives and sort of receive push notifications for those. So it's something our tech team is working on now. It's not live, but we're we're very excited to roll that out. Good for you, Julia. That sounds really good. So now let's shift focus a little and talk about your reflections and takeaways from quarantine. Now, um, <laughs> what was your quarantine story like? I mean, you know, what was it like for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, we're, we're not technically out of it yet. Right. Well, <laughs> absolutely. When you um, just started. Yeah, I am in New York City. And so that is, um, you know, one of the one of the major uh, epicenters that was hit by it. It's it's been fascinating. I mean, I small packages was already a distributed team, so that didn't really affect us too much in that way. Uh, The main way it affected us was the supply chain just got completely, you know, sent into a tailspin. And because we work with a lot of other small businesses, you know, it's really important to us to be able to highlight, you know, the small woman owned chocolate company or a tea company or whatever it happens to be they were having to go into shelter in place and all of this kind of stuff. So we actually had a huge spike in orders, which was really exciting. Uh, But then being able to fulfill them was a journey. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, to kind of pivot a lot to figure out. Mm -hmm. And what was some of the pivot like, you know, what does that entail? What did that entail for you? So that entailed a lot of late nights up front, uh, trying to find alternate brand partners. So for example, you know, our candle manufacturer had to completely pause production. So we had to find a replacement one uh, right away, things like that. And then the second part of the pivot was just being really cognizant of what was going on 
for people. So we actually debuted two new boxes. One was sort of aimed at the shelter in place, giving people some fun things to do while they were at home (laughs) to kind of keep them occupied and sane. And then the second one was a wedding pause box, you know, kind of aimed at folks who had had to cancel their weddings and obviously were going through a lot of, you know, sadness and upset around that. So just paying attention to what was going on in the lives of our consumers on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And perhaps now is a good time for me to ask you to just share about the packages and, you know, what does it really um, include? I know it's care package, but what typically what's in there, um, you know, what can we expect? Yeah, sure. So it varies from box to box, of course, depending on what the, you know, the theme or the occasion is, but we try to make sure that there's something for all of the different senses, right? So, you know, uh, a book on the on the topic for someone to be able to read and download, or um, you know, some snacks, some chocolates, uh, some candles, just something that really makes a person feel like they're being, you know, seen and comforted by someone who's sending them the box. And then the last piece of it is all of them come with a, a letterpress card that we handwrite the message from the gift giver in. So not the actual handwriting of your friend, but to be honest, I don't think we know what each other's handwriting looks like anyway. <laughs> 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 so we try to be a good stand in. for that. Yeah. And what, what's the feedback been like for that, you know, in terms of appreciation and all of that? Yeah, people have loved it. I mean, it's fascinating how, you know, you realize once you launch a company like this, you don't, we don't get presents anymore. We don't get anything in the mail that isn't, you know, whatever we ordered from Amazon two days ago, right? And so to feel that sort of tangible reminder that somebody cares about you, is thinking about you, is paying attention to what's going on in your life, people just have loved, loved getting them. Let's go back to, you know, takeaways from the quarantine, because I know that there are a lot of lessons that, you know, you would have you would have learned a lot of takeaways that you can share. So let's delve into some of that. You know, what are some of the lessons and and the takeaways that you've had? I think the main one has been that communication is always the answer to everything. I mean, we were able to get through that supply chain problem that I mentioned before by reaching out to our customers and just letting them know what was happening. You know, if we had sort of let our lead time for fulfillment go into, you know, several weeks and not said anything, obviously we lose an enormous amount of trust there. But instead, when we would reach out to customers, again, a lot of late nights of individual (laughs) emailing, but just saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, This is why we haven't been able to send out your package. You know, we're waiting on this one particular thing we can wait for it. We can substitute something else, you know, let us be a partner to you in, you know, what would make this the best outcome. People have been absolutely fantastic in in responding to that positively. Mm-hmm. So you've talked about the communication. What other takeaways can you share? I think the other thing that I would share is just paying attention to what's going on in the moment if that's that's the beautiful thing about being a small business is you know we're nimble we're able to pivot very quickly right and so we were able to roll out those products we were able to pay attention to what people actually needed in that moment and i think that is going to be not just our saving grace but the 
the real competitive advantage going forward. Like we're able to compete in a way that something much more institutional might not be able to. So that was kind of encouraging. Mm-hmm. Great. Awesome. So, so we've looked at, you know, your reflections and your takeaways. I want for you to share, Julie, at this point, just your, your, your final wrap up thoughts as, you know, going forward. How do we continue to, to heed the lessons and, you know, develop our muscle or water muscle, as you put it, or entrepreneurial water muscle? Just your final thoughts and share things that, you know, perhaps it's on your heart that, that we never discussed before. Yeah, I think the the last thing I would say is just the sheer exercise of that muscle over and over again. You think when you're starting out that that's going to be exhausting <laughs> and that, that, you know, the having to sort of hoist yourself up out of the water over and over again and run back up to the cliff is sort of a silly metaphor, but having to do that over and over again is going to be so exhausting. And I think the opposite ends up being true. The more and more you do it, the stronger you get, the more you see it as your competitive advantage, as the thing that makes you stronger, the thing that makes you able to outlast everybody else. And, you know, it's just it's a beautiful thing to feel that to feel that grow within yourself. Mm, Absolutely. Thank you, Julie Schechter. So, Julie, how might my listeners be in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is just to head to our website, which is smallpackages.co. Awesome. Okay. And then we want to find you on Instagram and, and those other places you are there as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. We're easy to find on Instagram. That's our that's our platform of choice. Oh, awesome. So thank you, Julie. Julie Shekto for being part of the Entrepreneurial You. I totally value your time and appreciate you for that. All the best in your onward journey. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, my people former, for tuning in to this episode with Julie Schechter. I look forward to connecting with you next week. In the meantime, of course, you know you can go grab my book at Amazon. Well, you can grab it on my website, henryquarkisporter.com, or you can grab it on Amazon.com. The podcast called The Quick Start Guide to Launching and Leveling Up Your Brand. Now, if you want to learn how to start a podcast, how, why you need to start one, and all those things, that's what you need to get. So hurry and go get it. This week, my point of hope. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. First John 4, verse 9. Walk good. 